Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. The election's over. Sleepy Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for the win. They now become president-elect Biden and vice president-elect Harris. For the win, you guys, because we were on the cusp of some crazy shit. Welcome back. Welcome back, America. Welcome back, Sanity. Welcome back, professionalism and leadership to the entire world with dignity and truth. Welcome back, America. I'm going to let this song play out, and I'm going to enjoy it, so I hope you guys do, too. Good exercise. I'm all about that. <laughs> Good music. And I know what it seemed you were learning in. Was there something that made you come back again? And what could ever lead you? shit you guys the election's over i'm gonna tell you how it went down as it's been a hell of a past few weeks just uh, absorbing all the shenanigans and the shit from both of our political parties here in the united states with the democrats and mostly mostly the shit from the republicans and joe jorgensen who the fuck are you oh a libertarian that's cool. Respect. But you, ma'am, got uh, zero electoral votes and 1.2% of the approximate 150 million Americans who voted this election. Uh, so to my man out there in Colorado, Ryan, that is why I didn't know who she is. Respectfully, Joe Jorgensen is the equivalent to a council member of... Uh, you know, Siskohanna 2222 out there in Kansas. Nobody knows who that council member is. That is a made-up city, by the way. I'm just trying to prove a point, okay? So my man, Ryan, out there, there you go. There's your answer. Kanye West got 60,000 
total votes as he insists he's running in 2024. Kim Kardashian, what the fuck is going on over there? I know some say your man is a musical genius. Who am I to say otherwise? I I don't listen to his music, so I wouldn't know. But family's sake, for America's sake, regulate your man's bipolar medication, please. Uh, Kanye just told uh, his fans that it was an act of God that he got $64 million dropped in his uh, lap last year with tax time. No, sir, Mr. West, it was uh, not a gift from God. Why would God drop you, a billionaire already, millions of more dollars into your account when there's hungry children all over the world and people are homeless? What kind of G-O-D would do that, sir? Not the Christian God I've read about. So uh, who who you with, bro? I don't I don't know. Anyways, Mr. West, I think it's uh, more likely that that sixty four million that dropped into your lap was a gift from Trump in uh, the tax breaks to the already wealthiest of America. That logically makes better sense, no? I mean, get your shit together, Mr. West. Get it together, man. People are watching the shit, the crazy. You know, just get it together. All right. Cool. We're cool. All right. Good. Kids are hella cute, by the way. All right. So it was a crazy election week for me. I was at the maps in my office for like two and a half days with the magnifying glass and shit. Just all, you know, like, okay, this county's going to go this way. This county's going to go that way. Sleeping on the couch. Chocolate stuck to my cheek. I didn't shower for like two days. I looked like I could have been living down at Hobo Jungle. Mrs. Silva was texting my sisters like, um, you may need to come and check uh, over here on Christine. She's, she's a little fucked up right now. That's, that's a joke. I was kidding. <laughs> Steve Kornacki, Ari Melber, John King, Brett Bear over there at Fox. You too, sir. I flipped over there several times uh, to check you out too. And you guys are catching hell over there at Fox for calling Arizona a day before the other networks. But, uh, you know, kudos for breaking the grip. But all you guys deserve a cookie or an Emmy or a Golden Globe, a Tony, a Kofefe. I don't know. But all you guys deserve something for following the counties, the states, the country results uh, as closely as you did. It was insane. Kornacki over there at MSNBC a couple of times over those 72 hours. You looked hungry. You were like talking in circles, but you kept your shit together. And brought us up to the minute results. And what a fucking ride. And let's not forget Rick Wilson, Molly Jung Fast, George Conway, all you motherfuckers over there at the Lincoln Project, the country and democracies all over the world. Oh, you folks, a collective high five for your ads that factually broke down the con that the Trump family and the Trump administration is, was, and always has been. Mad fucking love to you guys, to all my listeners at home and across the globe. If, if you don't know who Rick Wilson is, Google that 30 plus year Republican strategist and pundit. This fucking guy saw the wreck our country was headed down with a Trump presidency and didn't put one toe on the train. Rick Wilson watched the train go by and exposed Every shitbag and shit show that the Trump administration brought us for, for those four long years. You, sir, Mr. Wilson, have the testicular fortitude of Lindsay Lohan Graham, Mitch McConnell, 
Ted Cruz, Little Marco, Ron DeSantis, Louis Gomer, Doug Collins, and uh, Daddy I Need Attention, Matt Gates, all combined. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> and let this be a lesson to the future President Trumps or wannabe authoritarians that reside in this democracy and who may again someday try and take over the most powerful country in the world, the United States of a motherfucking America. Do not fuck with Americans because we will make you the fool and our bitches. President Joe Biden for the save, y'all. People don't realize just how fucking close American democracy was on the cusp of losing its shit. Americans band together as proud Americans to stay the course and steer the country back from the brink of authoritarianism. Fuck yes, Americans. We did it. And people were in in the streets all over the country celebrating during a pandemic. That is just a bit crazy. I know I feel your relief and your celebratory urges, guys. Social distance, though, you know, the shit's spreading. The biggest like number we had over the last couple of days since we've since the pandemic started there, you know, cases are rising. The winter's coming. So protect yourself. You know, leaders of other democratic nations were welcoming us back to the democracies and making their support for Biden known as soon as we knew. The fucking world was watching. I got emails from listeners from all over the world celebrating, uh, congratulating, high-fiving over the internet. Canada comes to mind right now. They were in the streets of their cities celebrating for America too. And speaking of Canada, shout out to my new listeners out there and specifically my new friend Robin who loves the East West Grind podcast. Much love and appreciation, Robin. But that is how worried our democratic allies across the globe were about one of the youngest and most powerful countries in the world. That's scary. And I can't tell you just how happy I was to finally hear the confirmation from Wolf Blitzer on Saturday morning, November 7th, 2020 at approximately, I don't know, 10, 30, 11, that the last four or five years of this exhausting and extended season of dynasty will finally, finally be coming to an end January 20th, 2021, approximately noon, because the world is tired of watching Americans commit domestic violence within its own four walls and on each other. And the vast majority of Americans are tired of living in it. The series finale is coming January 20th, 2021 at approximately noon. And it can't come soon enough, friends. And in the words of one of my podcasting colleagues, Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Mr. Sunshine, a.k.a. the Jewish Jake LaMotta, a.k.a. Captain Kalitis from the Caucasus Mountains. 
You fucking lost. The fucking ghost of John McCain bit you right in your fat fucking ass in Arizona. Good, you fucking asshole. Your big fucking mouth came back to fuck you. Okay? The fucking... You, you don't want to uh, back the governor of Michigan when there's a plot to kidnap her? Good, you fuck. Pack your fucking shit and you're going to lose Pennsylvania. Huh? The ghost of Daryl fucking Dawkins, the Broad Street bullies. You're fucking done in Philadelphia. You're done. Pack your fucking shit. You got a bunch of fucking flunkies around you. Get your fucking stupid sons, your dumb fucking daughter, your fucking mute fucking blowjob, Jared fucking Kushner fucking son-in-law. Get the fucking tape, get the boxes, and pack your fucking shit. Pack it now. Go the fuck away. Four years of this fucking nonsense, you fucking blowjob. Get the fucking trucks. That's right. I second that shit my fellow Gen Xer just said. And if anyone is betting the farm on what crazy Rudy, uh, crazy Rudy Giuliani is trying to sell the viewers on the Fox or on the Daily Wire or on the Breitbart or in the New York Post gossip, toilet paper, trash rag, media outlet that you can get at the grocery store, you guys are going to lose that farm bigly. The Daily Wire and its founder, Ben Shapiro, are reporting on lawsuits filed against states for voter fraud. Do you hear that? Do you hear that playing in the background? That's Ben Shapiro, the founder of a respected news source in the conservative world, The Daily Wire. Ben is answering a social media question to one of his followers by singing Lemiz as his response to that question. Look it up. This fucker ain't reporting news. He's not all there. He's reporting nothing. Could you imagine Wolf Blitzer or my man Jake Tapper or even Frank Somerville out here in the San Francisco motherfucking bay over there at KTVU Fox News? Could you imagine any of those guys sitting at their desks just fucking la 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 and reporting the news? Can any of you guys imagine that? I say no. That is crazy shit. If you're consuming your news from this guy and people like him, go talk to your mother. She did something wrong here with you. Critical thinking skills are an essential part of adulting. And if this or similar sources like this are your new source, I'm sorry, but you are lacking in critical thinking. You are a gossip queen. That's all these guys are. Conspiracy theorists, mean girls, gossip queens. Now circling back to Rudy Giuliani and Trump. Giuliani gives a press conference the other day in Pennsylvania to tell the residents of Pennsylvania that their state and its leaders are frauds. Giuliani, Corey Lewandowski, and some other folks, Pam Bondi, I I think, the attorney general from Florida who was bought by Trump for 25K several years back to do his dirty deeds. But they called this important press conference, which was held behind a landscaping company 
with a porn shop to the left and a cremation place to the right. And they spoke on behalf of the President of the United States. Go watch it. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. I would say it's the best episode type of a Benny Hill or a worst episode of like the Keystone Cops. The president's attorneys are in an alley. These guys are a mess. And they will take 70 million people on this wild goose chase, just like they did with the whole Hunter Biden bullshit. Remember where's Hunter? They've been on that shit for months. No proof is revealed as usual. And where is this, you know, whole Hunter Biden saga? That story is now sidelined. And now they're on to voter fraud for the next two months. This has been a soap opera with this administration and America is done. Bye, Felicia. Man, I love podcasting. It is so much fun. It's a lot of work, but it's really, really fun. And on a more serious note, um, in terms of democracy, I was reminded by a good friend of mine recently, Jason M. Our moms, our moms are neighbors over here in Irvington. Jason's a really good guy. But on, in this text message, mostly verbatim, uh, Jason says, just remember, and we're talking about politics, but he says, just remember that progress is a fight. Two steps forward, one step back. Fighting for progress is like holding that rope in tug of war, getting beaten, but holding on even when you're losing. Your hands are blistering up and yet you're going to lose. Progress and being on the right side of history always, always wins. And I couldn't agree more with my friend Jason. And I'd say politically, Obama uh, was two steps forward in terms of being uh, the first black president Gay marriage became law, the land under his administration. He took over when technology was really moving and expanded rapidly, uh, and he ran with it. So I guess I could see, comparing presidencies, how the Obama administration could be viewed as two steps forward for America and the Trump administration as the one step backwards. Not only did President Trump try to steer our country out of democracies and into dictatorship, and it's not just me saying that. Look up Doris Kearns Goodwin. She's a um, historian and historians who study uh, how democracies fail uh, in our country from its you know founding uh, years and, and countries all over the world. Go look at what the historians are saying about this time, these last four years in American history. But at home in America uh, and, and with who Trump was aligning America with really leads one to that uh, end result. But he was, you know, taking us backwards in terms of women's rights, minority uh, rights and opportunities. And for four years, he kept repeating himself like a broken record. I've done this for black people. I've done this for this person. I've done that. It's all bullshit. He intentionally says things that are not true as part of the con. And I have I may have mentioned this in uh, one of the previous episodes. But read his book, The Art of the Deal. In that book, he tells you how to make people believe things that are not true. 
the art of the con men. That is Donald Trump and his entire bloodline. I'm just being real. I'd also like to add that uh, as much as President Trump claims he was left a mess, he wasn't. President Obama was actually left a mess by Republican President George W. Bush, who started wars with the lies of mass uh, weapons of mass destruction and who crashed the economy and the housing industry at the end of 2008, handing over the keys to America to the Obama-Biden administration, who walked into to like a negative shit show from day one. That's right. Don't try to deny it. And what was the sign doing in the back seat of your car? And don't try to deny it. Do you hear my friend, Tony? Anybody over 30 remembers that that was the worst financial crisis and recession at that time in 2008 since the early 1900s and the Great Depression. And take a look back for yourselves. Google recessions and presidents who presided over recessions in American history. Most, if not all of those recessions have happened under Republican presidents. That is fact. And the shit show that Trump is leaving for Biden and Harris to clean up, according to economists, will be the worst yet for the working class. The rich people have been posted up and gaining millions under the Trump administration. That is fact, too. But back to what Jason was saying about progress being two steps forward, one step back. Trump was that one step back. And I believe that the Trump presidency was a wake up call to the politicians, and to the vast majority of Americans by the self-proclaimed silent majority. Side note, prior to the baby boomer generation, there is a generation called the silent minority. Uh, Born between 1928 and 1945, Mother D, and I think my Aunt Donna, um, they're in this age group too. My mom was born in 46 which makes her a boomer. My Aunt Donna is two years older than her. So yes, Auntie Donna is in the silent majority generation. Now one, if these folks are still working to survive America, we've got bigger problems than we thought. And two, if you're in your 50s, have ruined your body and mind with drugs all your life. You collect social security and food stamps every month because physically, You cannot put in a full eight hours day at any job because through those years of drug abuse, your bones have permanently deteriorated. And if you sport a MAGA hat and scream from your trunk, we're the silent majority, go fuck yourself. Don't try to hitch your wagon to a generation that worked their asses off probably since they were six because there were no labor laws or work permits required in the early 1900s. Kids worked in the fields, on their parents' farms. These generations earned their SSI. So you 50-somethings with your MAGA hat and no teeth, riding around on borrowed gas with your Trump flags, you're the fucking freeloaders. Your life is the way it is because of your choices. Don't blame the Hispanic communities who are working in the fields, picking fruits and vegetables, and say they're taking your jobs. You don't want to do those jobs. You're too fucking lazy and entitled. Can you hear me, Brandon, out there in Turlock? Can you? Good, you piece of shit. Now, circling back to this Trump presidency, I believe that Trump was a message from the truck drivers, from the construction workers, from the union workers, 
the service industry workers, the working stiff, the shrinking middle class, the 70-year-olds still working and still hustling because inflation and cost of living is so high that these older generations, they can't afford to kick back and enjoy their golden years or their social security. They need it to survive. And they've paid their dues their entire lives. They're barely making it and they're still in the grind. I see people, we all do because we all shop, in their 70s working and hustling to survive. Why is that? My grandparents, by this age, by their, you know, 60s, 70s, 60s, yeah. But my grandparents, by this age, were retired, sitting on their front porch in their lawn chairs, houses paid off, in the Bay Area, going to Reno Every other weekend, my grandfather was a truck driver. My grandmother worked in the cannery in Hayward, I think for Hunt's tomato sauce. But they were just regular everyday Joes. But these old timers, respectfully, they knew. They knew who Donald Trump was. They're not stupid. This was an intentional warning shot to the Democrats who are supposed to be for the blue collar party, for the blue collar worker. Because we all know the Republican Party is all the corporations and the corporate heads who are paying their workers shitty wages, but they use Donald Trump. It was the struggling class and the working stiff saying, hey, motherfuckers, on the left and on the right out there in Washington, playing grab ass with their staffers while real people are losing their homes and struggling to buy food or put their kids through school. Donald Trump was the working stiff saying, Pay attention. Pay attention to the fact that there are four generations of Americans who are now living in one house because of the inequality in wealth in this country. Stagnant wagers because of the greed of the corporations who, by the way, are not willing to pay their employees good enough wages so that those employees can provide for themselves and their families independently without roommates. That's a choice. Those corporations can, they can do it, and make $100 million in profit instead of $400 million in profit annually. Walmart, I'm talking to you, motherfucker. But they won't until their employees demand it. And that is why my parents' generation can't retire. And that is all over the country. We are 350 million Americans in the United States. Almost 100 million voted in this past election. 138 million voted in 2016. Trump's crazy brought almost 12 million people more people out to vote. But that aside, the silent majority who voted for Trump and were paying attention but didn't have a a big enough or a loud enough platform or microphone to be heard by the Washington regular politicians or the ones that have been around for years. There's your past Democratic Party from my class, the working stiff, in that people knew who Trump was. It was all out there. They voted for him anyway. People take Americans for not being so smart. I say good. Never show your hand. Our country had enough of American structure in place to let this fucking guy run amok for four years and scare our leadership enough to shake them into actually taking a look at middle America and coming in and talking to the working stiff on their level. What do I mean by on their level, our level? When the working stiff is watching the news or listening to uh, politicians talk, we want to trust you. 
and trust is earned through understanding. I love Rachel Maddow, but it took me two years of listening to her show, pausing to research words, pause, research, pause, research. It's been like seven years now, so I'm, you know, I can just follow along with her. I'm all caught up, but fuck. If I was working full time when I started watching her and paying attention to politics, I said, fuck this noise and flip the channel. Nobody wants to hear about the Byzantine Empire after a 10-hour shift. They'd watch the History Channel if that was the case. People want to hear what's going on in the country, and then they got to go break up kids fighting or make dinner and then go to bed and do it all again the next day. Come down from your, Stan- you know, from your Stanford degrees, all you newscasters and all you journalists. Take it down a notch. Rachel, you were raised in Castro Valley. That's right down the street from me. If you want to make a bigger impact in your own community, your own community, the Bay Area, and by association, a larger part of America, save all the cerebral talk for your podcast or your colleague, colleagues. There's more of us out there than you, obviously. A large part of the country voted against their own interests in 2016 to show America who the backbone of this country really is. And you Democratic politicians and Republicans, fuck around these next four years and don't stick to your word about closing the gap between the wealthiest of Americans and the middle and poor class. Come 2024, Donald Trump Jr. is on deck. With that fucking bozo, America passes the point of no return. Let that shit sink in. So do your fucking jobs and make America work for everybody, motherfuckers. We're tired of it. That being said, I believe President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Harris are of their word. And I am looking forward to the next four years with bells on. All right, let's go on a little... um, economic exercise real quick that I cooked up. And of course, I encourage all my listeners that take notes and just to fact check my ass because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm transparent. I'm, I'm all about that. But circa, uh, you know, late 1950s, the average wage was a buck 15, $1.15 per hour. The cost of a four bedroom home in the Bay Area was 15 to 18,000. I know that because I know uh, what my grandma and pop paid for their house in the mid-50s. Fast forward, 19-20-20. That was a joke. <laughs> okay, but fast forward to 2020, almost 60 years later, 6-0. The minimum wage is, the federal minimum wage, by the way, is $7.25 an hour. Just more an hour that these greedy fucking corporate heads, who by the way, and as a reminder, are raking in millions upon millions yearly off the backs of their workers and who are only willing to pay those workers the bare minimum that they have to pay them. So the federal government mandates, sidebar, the federal minimum wage is like I said, $7.25 an hour and is regulated by the Fair Labor Standards Act. Those are regulations. If that regulation wasn't in place and these corporations didn't have to pay $7.25 an hour, do you think they'd be paying it? I don't think so. They'd be paying less. 
all my MAGA friends and listeners all over the country who are celebrating deregulation or no regulations or rolling back regulations, when Trump proudly touts these rollbacks, keep in mind federal regulations protect the employees of these corporations, not the employer, the boss, the company. Most people are the employees of the corporations and are not affected by the cost of complying with regulations. It costs a lot of money to train people with classes and materials and follow-up. Your company sometimes might have to buy specific uh, materials or machines to comply. And for the employees who learn how to comply with specific steps and procedures of those regulations, if those employees do it correctly and consistently, and sometimes certifications, um, you know, is even required, like a forklift license or whatever, something like that. But those employees are considered experts in their field and are worth a lot more money for those skills in their field that most don't know about. Okay, what do I mean? They don't even know it. What do I mean by that? So I, I mean, if you are an electrician who's been through his schooling and classes to be certified as an electrician, you now become the one in the electrician field with the ace in the hole. Now, if the electrician's company is not treating him well or paying him enough, the electrician can now take those skills and those certifications to another co company. And often, because of his experience, the electrician can negotiate a better salary and benefits for himself and his family. But that is a regulated industry. Qualifications, on-the-job training, on-the-job certifications, continued learning and training. Another side note, qualified employees minimize the risk of injury in the workforce, in the workplace, and qualified employees ensure a quality regulated product in whatever industry it is. Federal regulations also protect the employee in the event an employee gets hurt on the job or and is temporarily or permanently injured. Rolling back or doing away with regulations is not in the benefit of the employee. It puts less responsibility on the employer, the company. If an employee is injured and needs extended or lifelong treatment by allowing companies to maintain minimal Minimal benefits in their workman's comp insurance, the employee is the one getting boned. This is a trip to me because I've heard employees of major corporations yelling, rollback regulations. Why would anyone who works for a corporation want their employer to have to provide fewer benefits in the event of an injury on the job for an extra quarter in their hourly wage? That's a huge risk. It's not a risk that the fat cats are taking. They're sitting on top, never taking any work-related risk at all, except for maybe tripping over their own feet. All that being said, I don't understand why uh, employees supporting, you know, rolling back wages. I don't know why you're doing it, but whatever. That's your shit. Force higher wages of your employer. You can do that. Start a union. Get a trusted union representative like fucking Norma Ray. Norma Ray. Look at it! I'm staying put! Right where I am! 
still get your fair wages. See that? See that? That was Norma Ray. Women do not fuck around. Okay, now, so, you know, now circling back to all the training and certifications one has to, you know, has gone through or achieved to to uh, reach electrician status. Now imagine, you know, you've spent 20 years busting your ass or a top flight electrician or PG&E, you know, for PG&E or some company like that. And we get a president that rolls back regulations that say, hey, this certification, you don't need this anymore. These classes, you don't need them anymore. These regulations suck. And you can now hire someone with half the skill set and qualifications for less of a salary. And that less experienced and less qualified person is now on equal footing as the 20-year top flight electrician. Who's good with that? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're good with that. Who's good with some rookie with half their work experience, again, in any field, half their training and knowledge, and that person is now coming into a position of equal or higher ranking with half the skin in the game? Who is good with that? I'd say nobody. That new person's... uh you know, inexperience can be dangerous for the position that they hold and inexperience at every level. That person's inexperience is not only an insult to the loyal, experienced, skilled workers, but that inexperience can be dangerous for the positions they hold and inexperience at all levels without proper leadership is a recipe for disaster. Guys, I'm interested in your thoughts on regulations. Drop me a line. Let's discuss on or offline. You can get me at info at eastwestgrind.com. That is info at eastwestgrind.com. Okay, so let's circle back to minimum wage, the minimum wage we were having, uh, you know, that conversation a few minutes ago. But before we move on, I want to just take you back there real quick. In 1916, at $1.15 per hour, you could buy a $15,000 house, live the single family life, and buy a three-pound bag of apples for 45 cents. 2020 minimum wage, again, is $7.25 an hour. 2020, $7.25 an hour. Houses are hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes millions, unless you want a trailer park. And even then, it's out of people's financial range. Two bags of groceries cost you $115 and apples are two for $5. How the fuck is anyone supposed to survive or live off that shit? The greed at the top has masked itself as the victim and America is tired of getting bamboozled. Look at those numbers I just talked about. That is truth. You can find it on the internet. Use the Google And I want you guys at the very top, the politicians, the corporate heads, all the greedy motherfuckers that are, you know, been screwing the middle class over for years. I want you guys to know I'm watching you guys, good and bad. And I'm going to tell my people what you guys are really doing. If you're on the up and up, if you're shady. So when 2022 and 2024 comes around... The real shitbirds of politics, you guys ain't going to have another chance with the working stiff. Because we're going to cut you guys fucking loose. Sidebar, and before I get into the asshole of the week, 
AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you were on TV the other day saying you may not run again because of, you know, what's coming at you. People are saying this or that. Suck it up, man. I mean, there's no crying in baseball. Don't let these, you know, old politicians see you sweat. You're a congresswoman. And you need balls the size of Kamala Harris to stay in this game. You're a female bartender at heart. Stay humble. Stop going on covers of magazines to give Fox News and everybody bullshit to talk about. Politics isn't entertainment, or it shouldn't be, but it has been for the last four or five years. It's got real-life consequences. Fight for the bartenders of the country. Don't let what people say shake you. You can't be wild with your expectations and plans. Take it down a notch. Work and learn from your peers. Bernies, you know, they know politics. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying you're, you're green. You're a brand new bartender in politics, okay? And remember what my friend Jason said. Progress is a two steps forward and one step back. It's not a race. And it takes time. Hang in there. All right, guys, before I get out of here, we got your asshole of the week. This is my favorite part of the show to put together. We got a tufa for you this week. I love tufas. Sean Hannity, you crybaby little bitch. And Dan Bongino, get up here and collect your award. Sean Hannity's been on this show, on his show before and since the election. I know because I watch him. But he intentionally is riling up his viewers with they call us deplorables or mock us for being Walmart people. Fuck you, asshole. One, you're a multimillionaire. When was the last time you were ever in a Walmart? I'll bet there's not even a Walmart near your house. So stop lying to my people just to start shit. And two, please stop telling people you're an MMA fighter. Look in the mirror. Do you physically look anything like Conor McGregor? No, you don't. Fucking liar. And Dan Bongino, you get up on Fox almost every day on Sean's show and Tucker. And you growl and you talk about how you, I want to own the libs. You own nothing, especially nothing of substance. And it's all junior high bullshit bullying that you're doing. Why? What is wrong with you? You two are the biggest fucking assholes Fox News touts on their programs. Troublemaking mean girls. Get therapy. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. We got some celebration music going on in the background today because I'm just so fucking excited for the next four years under President Biden. I'm going to try and get Dinez Johnson on here next week. Uh, to talk to her about politics. I've got Heather on deck somewhere to talk about the struggles of virtual schooling and, you know, holding down a job and how she's holding her shit together with all that. Thanks for listening. I got your back, guys. Peace. So